With a bad foot pumped up Because statistics are the best The bad foot pumped up Because you don't need footwear to bet Welcome back to the Barefoot Punter. I'm your host as always, The Mug, your co-host, The Logical One. We take our inspiration from The Barefoot Investor, but instead of giving you investment advice, we're here to give you a bit of betting advice on the AFL and NRL 2021 season. And it's a big welcome back to the program, to The Logical One. Thanks, Mug. Another big weekend of AFL and also heaps to talk about in the NRL. Well, it has been. It's been another great week of uh, AFL and um, an exciting week of NF- NRL, of course, up there at the uh, Magic Round in Brisbane. And uh, it's probably about this time that we need to say hello to the Pope. Thanks for having me, Mug. Crackdowns, edicts, points score, big week in rugby league. It is. It has been all happening in the league. Oh, there's time. They're, they're starting to turn on PVL. Hasn't there They're been starting a, to finally turn on another out. one of the avid listeners, Jack Dickens, uh, tweeted out this morning, and he was just saying, "Boys, have a look at this." Brett, Brett Finch, uh, who's a former uh, player and played for Melbourne and a, and a few other clubs, I believe, was going troppo at the uh, at the rule changes. Reckon the game's too fast. Players are making mistakes. Fatigue. Head knocks. Benny, how do you see all this stuff? uh, There's so much I want to ask the Pope about. We're going to save this till later in the show, but there's so much to talk about. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be be good. I'll just start with this and then we'll move on to AFL. As the great philosopher Kanye West once said, Mug, no one man should have all that power. And that's what it is with PVL. He's a bit like Elon Musk controlling Bitcoin, isn't he? He's got too much power. (laughs) Just pulling... Put the puppeteer behind the strings, pulling all these cords for his own, own seemingly for his own um, humour at the moment, PVL, but we'll dive into it later on. It's a great analogy, Pope. And uh, Curls, uh, Shane Curlio, Toowoomba t- Tips, a uh, good friend of the program, was suggesting that is it time the best, for- The best judge of Queensland racing you'll ever find. He's the best. Yeah. Go to themailbag.com.au. The- um, He was suggesting, is it time for PVL to become full-time? That- was quite taken aback by that a little bit logical. I didn't actually know that he wasn't full-time. What sort of bush league are they running up there? Well, PVL, he controls everything. He controls the media, he controls rugby league, and he controls racing. Well, let's uh, straighten us up back onto a bit of AFL um, logical because there is plenty to talk about. Was there uh, anything that you saw on the weekend that uh, pricked your interest? Oh, I went to I went to the uh, Richmond GDRS game, really cracking game. And something that's come out of there betting-wise for me is I've had a bit of a look at Rising Star. I think that uh, Tom Green is a really excellent player. One of your 35 Rising Star tips <laughs> at the start of the season. Um, <laughs> the Middle Easters may or may not remember. Um, and I have, looking through the Rising Star, he's still he's the favourite now. He's been found. I actually wanted to talk, talk about him last week, but we got distracted. He's 450. I still think that's pretty good. Um I think he can win it. I think Shoal can win it, but Shoal's not as he's not playing inside mid mid. He's second favourite Shoal. Quite like Shoal, very good disposer, but he doesn't stand out as much as Green. He's not doing the hard work like Green is. He's become a real key to G, or, you know not key but important for GWS. Then I think Chad Warner's next. He's dropping off. Nick Cox dropped on the weekend. He's sort of really dropping off. He's he's in and out a bit. James Jordan is a tackling machine. I think he's good, but I don't know whether he's going to be at the same level. Then you go down to Jackson, who was injured on the weekend. Powell had 10 possessions. He's dropping off. Georgiardi's still throw. 
Jones, key forwards, pretty hard mm, to win it, not winning enough. So I was sort of seeing it's out of green, Shoal, maybe sort of Jordan could come in there. But, you know, and I think that that 450 for greens probably now – not now a bit. And he's the type of player that stands out a bit, just the way he goes about it. He's inside, he's getting the hands up over the top of the pack. He's he's you know, he's he's a bit like Rail was at the start of um that were both seasons for the last couple of years. Um he, he does have that sort of star power, doesn't he? He looks qu- quite good. He looked good last year, but yeah. for some reason he kept getting dropped and couldn't sort of get that continuity in the team. But that's helped him to win this year's award because he's a year older. They need him more, they've 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 got less depth. So I think he's you know, his last four weeks or so have been enormous. So yeah, good. Okay, yeah. cool. Good, good, uh, good tip up for the listeners. Um, what about? I, I was watching the. Uh, what did you make of the Western Bulldogs Port Adelaide game? Uh, there, logical. It was. Um, if you'd been listening, you would have realised I was at the other game, so I didn't actually see. Oh, it. You, okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you, haven't, yeah. You, haven't, you haven't seen too it's much. Been a lot of what, debate. Or what about the result? What do you make of the result? Uh, uh, yeah, good, great win for the doggies. They're going really well, and I see that they've. Um, they're playing Melbourne in two weeks' time, which is going to be a cracking game, and and I've seen some bookies have got that price up, and they're slight favourites. Yeah, I, I was actually a little bit surprised by that. I thought uh, most would have had Melbourne as a slight favourite. Maybe the Marvel Stadium is giving that sort of little edge to the to the dogs, but um, yeah, it was was interesting. Are you? What about some bad beats? Logical. Well, for the amount of horrible beats, the bad beats on the weekend, that was a bit light on. Should we uh, go again? Bad beats. What did you see? Because there was there was some there was some horrors on the weekend. There was if you'd back the Saints plus, I think you'd be pretty disappointed. Very disappointed. That's uh, look for all money. The Saints are covering that, and then Geelong just put on some stinky goals right at the end. Just and also the fact they've missed so many easy goals. The Saints like just. You horrible. would be tearing your hair out if you're a Saints backer and in that, that game. And then that one that one part where to get right back into it two kings got 40 meters on his own and he just can't pick up the ball oh. like and you just he just couldn't get a handle on it horrible horrible stuff but the biggest bad beat of the weekend logical i i don't know if the punters saw it or not but the melbourne carlton totals we only needed like what maybe four goals so was it or four and a half goals we've all backed the over 162 and a half oh and some of us were multied into everything and it was uh Oh, that was horrible. Got about seven, five, five, seven minutes left. All we needed was a point. Could not get it. Could not get it for the for, for the rest of the game. One point. Eddie Betts was shaping there to put one through on the left. No, no, no. I'm going to try and square it to the top of the square and get intercepted. And, oh, it was shocking. That was one of the worst I've seen. I think I saved a few years of my life by actually I had my mum's 70th and I wasn't watching the game. My phone was lighting up. I'm like, geez, I'm glad I'm not watching this. A good friend of the show, AJ, he said the ball hit the behind post. He oh. said there was just a calamity of how it didn't go over. I was, um, um, I was having a bit of a Twitter conversation with Gugabe, uh, who's a UFC uh, punter that a few people would, would know on, on Twitter. And he asked me a couple of things about the scores. And I said, I couldn't even go back and look at what the score was because oh, I was that sick from it. So I, I just had to just wash it away and <laughs> move on. And now we're not a purely AFL show. There was a couple of bad ones in the NRL on the weekend too. So let's see what the Pope's got for Pope, us. Pope, bad beats, talk to us. Are we going to talk overs multi at this stage of the show? Or we I was, was going to save that one for later. Yeah, we'll leave that. I'll go with South. South line, 13 plus. Uh, we tipped up South, minus 10 and a half. In, for full disclosure, they were, they were lucky to get 16 up. So they, were, they went missing for 45 minutes, led by four, scored two tries in the last 10, got by 16. But 
Um, basically, I had to get through a set. Just hold the ball, kick it deep, and away we minus covers and everyone's happy and, um, going into their Saturday nights. But knock on um, from the kickoff or second tackle, Cronulla go and score in the corner, led by 12, t- 10 and a half the line. And then uh, Chad Townsend, who has cost us earlier in the year with some very wasteful goal kicking, uh, kicks it. From the sideline, just kisses the post on the way in, and oh, uh, kiss the post. Kiss oh. the post, and that um, that cost us the minus. So um, to just cap off a week of bad beats, we'll get get a to bad, later. Bad beats, and the other one's not such a bad beat. But Benny's been seeing him amazing, and we'll talk about how he's been seeing him so well, but didn't quite get there on the weekend. Oh, thanks, Pope. Uh, better to share, I suppose. Um, logical. Are you ready to do some games? Let's do it. Friday night, it's Brisbane hosting Richmond up at the Gabba. We've got Brisbane $1.42, Richmond two ninety. Line sitting now around about that 16.5 mark, uh, logical. I'm pretty sure I know where your head's going to be at here, um, but let's hear it, mate. What do you like here? It's, it's actually not really anywhere. When I first saw this match, I was like, oh, I expect this to be about 10.5, and, and I... Probably, and, and I yeah, probably okay. would like the Lions. I just didn't know the market would be so yep. reactive to the way Richmond, are, you know, they had they have had a win on the weekend. Uh, but that line's big enough, uh, and I think that's basically where I make it. So I, I can't find a bet. Richmond don't get anyone back. Brisbane, the last four weeks have been top-notch, as good as anyone. They at, lose a at, couple. They lose Gardner. Yeah, they lose, yeah. lose a couple of, yeah, Gardner and one other, but not, not any yep. sort of major major um, players for them. They've got the depth to cover it, I think. Um, and, and Richmond, you know, like they they were good to come back against Jetter S, but they've still got guys like Baker sort of playing and making up the numbers in the midfield. And he was really good on the weekend, but is he good enough to keep doing that week after week? And, and you know, Dusty got him out with an amazing effort as well. So th- I think the Tigers aren't flying and, and they just got over the line against Jetter S. So, yeah, no bet for me. Yeah, it's going to be a great game. I'm really looking forward to this one. Um, Friday night footy, um, I, I'm, I'm the same as you. I want to be with Brisbane, but uh, but not at that line. I'll be really keen to see if that just tightens up a little bit. I think it probably will. It uh, looks like there's a, a little bit of discrep- maybe one or two points between a couple of the different bookies. So it might be on the, on the drop down. I think we had about 17 um, in some places earlier. So tab's now at about 15 and a half. So it might be on the drop. So uh, let's keep an eye on that one and see where it ends up. Saturday twilight, we've got the Adelaide Crows uh, hosting the top of the ladder Demons, uh, which you uh, tipped up for the minor premiership not too long ago. Logical, that's looking really good. You'd be happy with that. But it's 5.30 Adelaide and Melbourne are a very short $1.16. They're sitting at the moment 31 and a half and that was down from 37 and a half, which I thought was an enormous line uh, for that game. Um, logical, talk to us about this yeah, one. Yeah, I think we call it the, the mailbag.com.au market mover of the week. But this one is actually the barefoot punter market mover of the week because he's been he's an early, on onto this one early. We know where, we know where the barefoot's going. Um, I I made this line on a neutral venue about 34 and a half and, and that's what it was a couple of days ago. I think that obviously you get a free kick for Adelaide being home. They get text back. They, they were okay last week. Melbourne haven't smashed anyone really all year. I think they, they might have had a big win against the Hawks and one other, but they don't really – Kill sides. I think it's a really good bet to plus here, and I I think it will go further. I think this this will go off about twenty six and a half, twenty seven and a half by the by the jump of the match. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I had that line significantly lower than the uh, than the thirty seven and a half, and um, yeah, I had to be getting involved in that. And I think Adelaide are actually going okay. Like, um, they're they're improving all the time. And one thing I do like the last couple of weeks that they have got back is they got the captain back, and I think he's I think he's important, and he just that extra level of experience. They'll get Tex back. You know, Melbourne are going great, but uh, but gee, that line is. In, in Adelaide on their home home deck is, is too big. So we've got to be into it. Yeah, and I, I, I was going to say exactly the same thing. They got the captain back and, and they, they were okay on the weekend and, they were, and Tex was – he needed the rest and he'll be better for it. I think so. The next game, Western Bulldogs hosting the Saints at both their home grounds, Marvel Stadium. Um, dogs here, $1.28, St Kilda $3.73. And um, we've had a bit of line movement here as well. This one opened up at around about 17.5 in some markets. Now we're ticking out as big as 25.5 in others uh, for the line. So quite a gap, I guess, from Sunday night till now. Um, dogs going great. Saints very inconsistent. How do you see this one, Logical? Yeah, there'll be a bit of player movement. I think English will come back and Hunter will come back for the Dogs, which that's just enormous depth, enormous depth. Marshall will probably miss for the Saints and he is pretty key. So there's a, for the player swaps, it's all Western Bulldogs' way and that's maybe why the market's moved the way it mm. is. But it's still too many for me. I have to be on the Saints here. It might be the one with their inconsistency where it's a head-to-head shot rather than the line. Yep. But I, they were really good against Geelong. They've still got a few passengers like a lot of their small forwards and, you know, Higgins and Loney and a lot of these guys aren't great. I see Geary might be back. Um, you know, I don't know how, how fit he is, but he, he, he always adds some some heart to the to the team. They're going, they're going pretty well and Ryder's still there for the ruck. So I just think that's a bit too many and I'll be on, be on the Saints in some capacity. Yeah, great. And it looks like that line is uh, just the way that the market's shaping at the moment. It looks like that's probably going to get a little bit bigger, I think, too. So... Um, there, there will be some there. Look, I've taken the 17 and a half. I've come in the other way there. I thought that was probably a bit too skinny. And with the prospect of that Ruckman move, I was quite happy to take some of that, uh, that 17 and a half. But hey, let's see where that uh, market ends up. And on the Sunday logical, we've got GWS uh, hosting the Eagles. Uh, $2.13, the Giants at home, and uh, $1.72 back the other way, the Eagles. That line, again, a bit of a market move here. We've had uh, the GWS um, originally favourite at two and a half, and now that's skipped out to four and a half the other way. So six point line movement. Um, we know why that is. Toby Green, is it too much? And can you back the Giants without Toby Green? So Toby Green is worth that spot on. I think that's the market move that should have been. He, he's in for maybe five, but it's gone six. But I already liked GWS a lot. Yes. And but your man Liam Ryan, the excitement machine, is back for the Eagles. But you know he's he's a lot better at home. And, and maybe Hearn. And, and maybe Hearn. So they get that. But but GWS get Haynes and Finlayson yes. back, and they're two really good players. Mm. Haynes is huge, and Finlayson. When they have Finlayson, Hogan, and Himmelberg up forward, that's a very potent forward line. So if it's one week they're going to miss Toby. At least they've got Finlayson back, and GWS going quite well. West Coast, we know how badly they travel. I'm really keen on Jeros here. So the plus four and a half with Toby or the minus two and a half, sorry, plus four and a half without Toby or the minus two and a half with Toby, either way, I like that bet. So Jeros for me. Oh, logical. It's scary. We're, uh, we're on exactly the same page here. I thought exactly the same thing. I was disappointed Toby wasn't going to be playing. I really liked the two and a half with Toby. But now that market's moved out to four and a half. I mean, that's that's 
that's the player, that's the price. So it's, yeah, so we, uh, we got to be involved. So yeah, I, I really like that one as well. And maybe there might even be a little bit more movement. Do you think we can get any more? Uh, maybe not. I don't yeah. think so. Might even come back the other way late. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. Oh, well, that's a good one for the listeners. So good chat, AFL, logical one, a good couple of uh, tip-ups there for the listeners. Now it's time to talk some NRL with the Pope. And unlike the Richmond supporters, we travel across we, we travel <laughs> across the ditch and talk about other things. Thought that might have got to mention it, Marvel. You're one it, of the few there, seemingly. NRL, round 11, and at the moment, you look at NRL results and I just think, how can you not win money? You've got the Storm covering every week. Penrith covering every week, and you called it on the weekend, Benny. Overs, you said that to the listeners that you thought that with the uh, the magic round and the lack of crowds that there was going to be more scoring, and you said there's this multi coming for the mailbag subscribers. You put up the multi of all eight overs. Seven of them went over. Would have, what was the price on that multi? At 170 to 1. So 170 to 1. You're one leg off 170 to 1 shot. You haven't got paid. You've seen them well, but that's unfortunate. And you know who I hold responsible? Logical one. PVL? The milk. The milk. milk. The milk. Well, it was their game that went under, um, and they were 16-point favourites. So Canterbury held up their end of the bargain, I think, was scoring 18. So I blame the milk. And it's an unrequited relationship, this one, at the moment. We keep giving, giving, giving to them, and they're giving nothing back to us. Oh, it's, um, that is disappointing. It's very one-way, this relationship. That would have been one of the biggest bets of, you know, payouts of your life, wouldn't it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Look, um, the biggest, I think, of those odds. Yeah. 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 Very disappointing. The mug got paid, by the way, too. He put in some some lower some lower multis, so he's very happy. Um, I heard that as I came in. That just really lifted my mood. <laughs> really, really, yeah. <laughs> you've, all, you've had the eight-legger. You're just down the dumps, and here's the mug. I had the six-leggers. Just kicking stones. It's been unbearable to deal with for three days, and then mug just rubs it in. Um, the storm. Is that seven or eight in a row? And Penrith, they just do it again. They're smashing teams. What is going on? Yeah, and I think you can get, um, I think you can get four four fifty still out there for that Quinella price. Like that's um, that's a bet. It's unusual to say that, as you know, like a three to one price for Quinella in May. But uh, they look outstanding, and they'll lose games along the way. But um, they're a, a notch, a, a decent notch above third at the moment. Yep, yep, and they um. The uh, Twitter was lighting up the new send-off interpretation. I know there was so, there was a heap of them on Friday night. Did it continue over the weekend to be send-off over uh, after send-off? Did yeah. The, the sin bin's probably more the one that's got people up in arms, and Twitter's obviously not the place you go to for reason and balance. But most people were saying it. Players were tweeting um, when you get when you get players coming out and respected media commentary was the same, that this was over the top and it was. The, the sin bin was, was the one. There were 14 sin bins over the weekend. I was going to say how many? 14. 14 yep. for this weekend. How many for the season before that, approximately? Probably 10 or 11. The, the big one, three send-offs over, over the weekend. There, I think there's been two send-offs in two years prior. So that was a change. And if the every sport has a crackdown, so that's fine. It's probably the way it was executed. It was late going out and panic came about and um, it went over the top. But the the Simmons are the one that probably ruined matches to a certain degree that made it that made it a hard spectacle to watch. Yeah, uh, the one thing I did appreciate was because NRL coaches seem to be the biggest ref bashers in the world. 
the Brisbane uh, Broncos coach, I think it was on the Friday night, not blaming the send-offs. I thought that was quite impressive rather than do the easy thing and, and sort of really crack on about that. He sort of just said his team was soft. A few a few said that in the post-match press conference. Like, this is fair enough. Cracked down on head-high contact and the three send-offs, as I said, were probably fine. It's just how it was executed. It was late Friday, I think an email was sent out. Like It made it very difficult for probably referees officiating the game as well to – Get a handle on what their what um, city hall wanted them to do. So it's the enunciation of it was probably the problem. So those send offs would they have had an influence or an effect on the total points in those in those matches? They they did yeah they in, did in lot in in run you mean like live yeah they did yeah yeah that in the line um like that big movement there but the points points got like the. Down to twelve men makes big difference in a in a rugby league game, and these a lot of these are early. Like the there was a Dragons one against Storm was in the eighth minute, so there was seventy two minutes that they had twelve players, and that that total I think lifted by about eight or nine points. Yep. Post that send off, yeah, that So you knowing the, about the lack of crowds, you already liked the overs. If you hadn't known about the the, the send off crackdown, you probably would have even liked them more. I actually put yeah, I did put that in there that that came out Friday, and I thought the totals were starting to get big, but then that it flowing into every. All the other components, the carnival-like atmosphere, Suncorp itself, um, it was a big, it was a factor there. Didn't think it would pan out to that extent, but the, if the crackdown they were serious about, then that was obviously upside for that bet as well. Yeah, and when the Canberra game was there a send-off? Late, late. Okay, for yeah, I don't want half on it, but <laughs> for a round that had four hundred thirty points, eight points in that first half, it's uh, flattening. All right. Logical one. Well, let's uh, move on to positive things. NRL, NRL futures, uh, minor premiership. I think you've got a bet for us. I do, and it's as we say at the price purely. So it's Parramatta. Parramatta at eight dollars. You can get at the moment. So um, bear with me because we've just said how good Melbourne are, how good Penrith are. They're, they've had one loss for the year, and there's probably a question mark over them, and that probably ties in that that price a little bit, but. They, with that one loss, they're not going to be affected by origin for starters. So some of these teams above them will be to a degree. They're going to have to play games without origin stars and then you're talking resting and things like that. They've got a bit lucky. They've played team. They played Roosters a couple weeks ago who had injuries, got the win there. They played Melbourne start of the year, so they got them out of the way. Melbourne had injuries. So the bank wins against these good teams. And the, while Penrith look elite, Penrith actually playing – the f- remaining four of the big five outside themselves, they're playing them seven times in the last 15 rounds. So while they look fantastic, you can see them dropping one or two in that. And Origin and players getting rest and things like that probably play a part in these te- in this too. Like Melbourne are prone to resting players around Origin and post, and I think Penrith will do the same this year. So Penrith are unlikely to be affected there. They don't probably have any Origin players, so I think it's a really attractive price. Gee, that's, yeah, I like that Origin angle because I've seen over p- previous years, not just during Origin, but post-Origin, t- players get tired and teams sort of lag for a while after it. And you know, Storm and Penrith, Penrith probably won't be worried about dropping a few games there and Parra could jump in, yeah. Origin's not what it was. With the with the week by now, it's probably only one or two games, pray that these sides have to play without the Origin stars, but most rest now at some point, they're, they're gun players coming off Origin, so... Yeah, at the price, I think it's really attractive. Yep, okay, so there you have it. Parramatta at $8 minor premiership. Okay, so the first game we want to look at this weekend, we go straight to Saturday night at the SCG, 7.30. The Roosters are taking on the Broncos. Um, the Roosters here are 19.5-point favourites, $1.11 and six fifty. the Broncos. 
And give me the Roosters. They'll, they'll thump the Broncos here. So what we've seen in the last five or six weeks is these lines aren't big enough. And I don't think it is here. And we'll look at alternates in this game. Brisbane are allergic to getting on a plane. Out, out of Suncorp, they're, they're horrendous. Um, put it to them in the first 10 or 15 minutes and I think they'll go missing and we're, we'll be betting in some alternates here at big prices. This, I think, could be, could be carnage for Brisbane. Yeah, that makes, that makes sense. Question without notice here, Pope. Um, do you know what percentage of minuses have covered this year in the NRL? I do, actually. 67% minuses have well, covered. How That is unbelievable. You, as a punter, as a mug, you just can't lose. You just be flying. No, just minuses and overs. Yeah. It's an easy game, logical one. And for um, historical reference, average, average over a greater sample – that's about 56%. So 11% uptakes, extraordinary number that Minus is covering. Yeah. And the next game we're going for here is we're going to Apex Oval in Dubbo. Uh, and now we've got South Sydney as the home side there against Penrith, but Penrith are going off 10.5 point favourites. Um, Dubbo is an interesting venue, probably not playing there very often. What are you thinking here, Pope? Neutral venue, so simplifies the home ground aspect of it as well. Looks big in some respects on paper. South Third best team in the comp. Um, ten and a half looks a big number. So the angle we look at, and I won't tip up anything tonight, but stay tuned, is probably the minus or South head-to-head. So South get Luttrell back in that team. They are still missing one or two, and Penrith look phenomenal. The, the one thing with Penrith is they haven't had to play much. in. They've won 25 regular season games in a row, but through no fault of their own, they haven't really played too many top teams coming off that. This year... They played Melbourne, who had injuries at the time. So did, Pen- so did Penrith. So that's um, not their fault. But they haven't had to play on these teams. So I think I want to see how they go against a top a top side. And they're going to get that this week against South, even though they're missing one or two. I think we'll probably side South. But let's see where that line goes as the week goes on. I can see it going further towards Penrith before it goes back. And just timing the run there, we might look at South, especially, we talk about this angle, but head-to-head especially. I think we might be betting into that at around 350 or bigger as the week goes on. And then we're heading to Sunday afternoon, 4.05, the get-out stakes at Bank West Stadium. Parramatta Eels taking on Manly Seagulls. Para are seven-and-a-half-point favourites here, and I know you tipped them up for the minor just before. I'm loving what Manly are doing since Tommy's come back. I'll be really, I'm not sure where you're going in this one, Pope. The number's about what I'll make it, but... For this stage of the year, there's a pretty big question mark on Manly. How good are they? They've since Turbo's come back, they've beaten up on everyone below them. The game they lost to was Penrith and covered. So, how good they are, we're probably going to get a bit of an insight. They're playing Parramatta second and ladder, and as I said, there's probably a question mark how good Parramatta are, like whether they've got premiership credentials. We'll know a bit more about them this week, and we'll know a bit more about Manly. Seven and a half starting to look big. That was five and a half earlier today, and it's jumped out at seven and a half. Manly is starting to become a really attractive price. And that team, you, you sort of worry if Turbo has a bad day, what, what's going to happen, but he's not having a bad day. And there are we, there are cracks that can be exposed for Paramount, and Turbo might expose it. And I think we want to be on the underdogs in that one, the Manly Seagulls. When you've got Tommy Trevojevic on side, I think um, I'll take the points there at 7.5. You'd be just back in the 12-plus Manly, wouldn't you? Yeah, that's an angle I think I'll look at. Parramatta do have a mulligan in them, not a not-show-up performance. And if that 
happens. Manly can have put the foot down when they've gone on to win games. So I think we'll be having a little bit of 13 plus in this one. Again, a little bit of price sensitivity. Let's see where this lands as the week go, goes on and try and pick the right time to get the best value out of Manly. And uh, just the last thing I wanted to ask you about here, Pope, uh, you spoke about Tommy. He's the best fullback in the game at the moment. Um, there's talk that Tedesco is going to hold that position for origin. Would that be the case? It would. Only it's probably border. It's probably getting to the end of the fact Teddy's been so impressive at origin level. He, he probably do enough to keep that spot. And he was coming on a bit of pressure and he had a good game Saturday night and that sort of kept the critics at bay a little bit. That's on form. It's, it's Tommy. It's just that Teddy has been the best player in the game for two or three years that the historical aspect of that, he probably has done enough to keep it and, He's got two two players series medals, I think, at origin level, and, and that counts for a lot. Yeah, so better for the team that put Tommy in another position and the team's better off. And th- yeah, that's a good call, logical one. Like Tommy going to a wing or centre, he's going to be better in that position than Teddy's moving there. So it's, it's for the New South Wales team, it's probably better to have Tommy in one of those other positions. Yeah, and I know we're a little long, a fair way out, but uh, any early origin thoughts? It's moved a little bit. On the back of some suspensions that occurred over the weekend, I think it's around four now, and I'd be getting on New South Wales now. I think that's only going to go a little bit further. There are some injuries around the Queensland setup too that seemingly would be okay for Origin, but there's enough question marks there that I think that might move a bit. And again, probably a little bit of 13 plus is worth getting on New South Wales here at the moment. I don't think the line's moved quite enough for the injuries, which can occur three weeks out. People aren't quite thinking about it, so... If you're um, having a look now, then yeah, I'd bet on New South Wales at the minus and be a 13 plus. Okay, yeah, so a um, bit of an origin play there and we round out round 11 for the season um, and uh, we'll get uh, the Pope to sign us off. Got the reins back. Quite happy at this. A bit lost. He's a bit he's lost. A bit lost, a bit rattled. Under, <laughs> under pressure. Gamble responsibly, but more importantly, gamble to win.